cancer is such a uh, aggressive, aggressive use of energy in the body. And uh, a lot of our thinking has always been to uh, boost the immune system to fight cancer. But cancer's got that edge on it to where it can steal energy that we apply to help the immune system. And there is mechanisms out there now that just suppresses energy in the body so that cancer cells starve. And uh, I think that's another direction that we ought to be looking at too as we look at future health. Instead of trying to beat the cancer with more volume and more intensity is to pull the energy away in the body so that those cells cannot operate or regenerate. Hey friends, Dr. Motley here with the Health Institute podcast. And today I have one of the most special guests uh, that I could ever announce. And he's like uh, the godfather of frequency medicine to me. He's like my, my, uh, my second dad. And he's just one of the people in my life that have taught me so much. I'm so, I'm seriously, Doc, so honored that you're on here. We've been doing some different Instagram posts together in IG Lives, but this is Dr. Milton Dowdy from Wichita, Kansas. He is the creator of the system, um, Cairo Plus Kinesiology Biosystems Integration, CPK, BSI. Uh, you can find him at cpkusa.com. And I'm going to, I can talk it up, but I mean, Doc has been my mentor for so many years. And um, people ask me, what kind of techniques do I do? I do frequency medicine and electronic medicine with, it's all based a lot on the Chinese medicine system. And the person who taught me was Dr. Dowdy. So Dr. Dowdy, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Yes. It's always a good time to get with you. And uh, we're always talking about our very favorite thing anyway, right now. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so good. Thank you for the invite. Yes. Uh, when it comes to frequency medicine, it's not brand new. I mean, it's kind of catching on a little bit more now, but uh, I know that uh, when I began in the 1970s, I don't know if you can remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 78. <laughs> I was being introduced to uh, things like this um, and was even participating in some of the research of other doctors that uh, were spending a great deal of money and uh, collaborating with the U.S. Navy and NASA down in Houston area uh, to uh, investigate these uh, energies that emit from the body and uh, actually are carrier waves of tissues in distress. And uh, that's when I first got hooked on this was that, oh my gosh, there's a language that needs to be developed that speaks to the body using this frequency energy that comes off of the body. And um, so I got involved and uh, actually over a few years time developed a way to uh, talk to the body. And I must confess, I didn't originate the language, but Dr. Alan Beardall in the 1970s actually came upon the idea of a language and they call it hand modes. It was clinical kinesiology. And he also uh, developed something that was very interesting, called the um, biocomputer. And um, that really was a system of how the body can reveal its issues and its causative factors in a sequential pattern. Mm. So you could take a symptom and trace it back to its point of origin. And wow, that was an eye-opener. And in fact, I have here a piece of paper that uh, I know you're familiar with, but it just was my... <laughs> My very first introduction of this, we drew a hand on a piece of paper and we indicated the 
the nail and the pad of the fingers for the various tissues that were you could access or confirm a difficulty in the body. So if the body had a condition and you could lock into that, then you could find out what tissue was in trouble. And this one, if you can't read it, it has a, here that we have uh, bone displacements and muscle dysfunction and deficiency or supplementation necessary or excess or toxicity. And there's mental and emotional. And then there's a couple others here in the acupuncture realm. And this was even before we actually it got kind of complicated, and uh, over time of using this, I realized that certain tissues in the body have kind of tensile uh, characteristics and structure, and we actually have a finger that, as an antenna, has a frequency range that encompasses all the frequencies of anatomical structural tissue, mm. and be like bone, muscle, ligaments, tendons, disc and uh, bursa and uh, vascular components of the arteries, et cetera. All that is, can be identified off of this finger when there is a um, problem in those realms. And the second one, excuse the finger here, but uh, <laughs> this, this one contains all of the liquid and um, chemical uh, aberrations of the body. And here we have things like when there's a deficiency or toxicity or an allergy, or if there's a virus or bacteria or a neurotransmitter defect or hormonal defect, then you can just begin to imagine that if you can identify these kinds of deviations in physiological activity and do it right there in the office on the table and uh, bring about a resolution right then, it seems almost miraculous, doesn't it? It, I know you know this because you work the same system. <laughs> and then over here is another finger of the ring finger. And this is an antenna that has the frequency range that uh, deals with more of the ethereal, the emotional, the mental, even environmental distresses, such as humidity, uh, barometric pressure, uh, too much temperature, too hot, too cold, those kind of things that actually can alter our physiological status and well-being. And just to bring that up a little bit, well, when the barometer goes down, if there's any inflammation or swelling in the body, that part swells up. And that's what stretches the tissue. And people say, oh, the weather's changing. How do you know? Well, it's not a game. It's actually a physiological event that's taking place. And so those effects, uh, we can identify which one is precipitating a symptom in the body when uh, when somebody has a periodic or intermittent symptom. And, you know, it never shows up when they want to come to the office. So we have to dig for it a little bit. And that's how we're able to identify what they're sensitive to. And then on the little finger, it's more of an acupuncture composition series of frequencies there. We can identify whether we need to sedate or tonify or change the polarity of our uh, applications and uh, an amplitude and uh, things like that. And when we put them all together, guess what we have? We've got structure, we've got chemistry, we've got uh, psychosomatic conditions, and we've got electrical composition, and this is organ. Mm. And so we can identify when an organ has a visceral somatic influence on a particular symptom that a patient has. And uh, I don't know what I'd do without this system, buddy. <laughs> I wouldn't either, Doc. And I think that it's like I we're going to... 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, I, I remember, like, we're, we're going to go over some of the. I love the literature that you're going to show us in a bit here. But I, I wanted to talk to, like, you know, when we talk about uh, frequency medicine, and they talk about electronic medicine, and Doc's talking about the hand moding and how hands and bones and tensile strength within, like, your fascia system can actually carry information. And I remember, Doc, I remember one of the first. Um, uh, seminars that I ever took from you. I remember you came in and I love it because you make it very technical and uh, everybody out there, he said, Hey, do you ever, do you ever uh, get a certain vibe? And you went vibe off somebody. Do you ever feel different around somebody? He says, cause there's a language that's emitted from the body that your body can actually pick up on because the way that the electrons are moving through the meridian system and how information is literally traveling through your bones, through your fascia, gives off waves, electromagnetic waves. So for everybody out there, I just want to say real quickly, electrons, when it passes in a wire, like in your wall, if it passes, that movement creates a wave that comes from the electric. So it, it's an electron creating a magnetic field, electromagnetic. So Doc would say, well, you know what? We found a way to be able to scan that information. And so Doc, when we go through that, and I'm going to let you take the, the hill. It's like, it's amazing now because now there's literature, there's you've used your hands as antenna modes because you can create an attraction to frequencies through the bone structure and the fascia, the way you move, uh, position your hand and you've yeah. learned to do that. So doc, um, just take the helm. Like you say, like you had your literature, you, how you researched this and how you, you came about loving this. Okay. Okay. There's something you reminded me of that uh, I just afraid I'll forget, but when people stand in line, real close together, like they're waiting for the tag office or something or the lunch line or something like that. It's very irritating. You can just see how irritable they get. And that's because the the direction of the meridians on the back of the body are in conflict with the ones on the front of the body. <laughs> and when they turn around and meet and they're going together, that's a harmonious pattern of uh, behavior. So I just it just came to my mind and I thought, okay, I got to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Really that way, Doc, yes. Uh, let's go through. Uh, I can't give you a, a review of these books, but I'm going to throw some titles up here so people can uh, look these up themselves. But here is a very overall great book called Virtual Medicine. And mm -hmm. this, is, this was written back in the 90s, back when I were much younger. And, <laughs> and then along came uh, Oshman. Did a oh, lot of such a good book. Yes, a lot of experiments on using low voltage amplitude. Uh, such um, a good book to regenerate tissue in the body, and he did some amazing things. And one of the things I just flipped over on the page here to some place, and they were saying that uh, the subtle activity treatment involving energy is more desirable to the body than high pressure applications of energy. And we're to support the body's energy systems and not drive it. <laughs> so yeah. here's another one, Cross Current. Oh, it's a great book, too. It's a good book, yes. Uh, most of these doctors are MDs. And uh, so it's kind of interesting that they have uh, never really picked up the ball and run with it in this realm. Mm -hmm. But uh, they have done the research. Another one is Vibrational Medicine. Such a great so, book. Yeah, these are books that have meant a lot to me in training me. And then, of course, this one is your favorite, Molecules of Emotion. <laughs> it's such, I mean, I'm, you're just hitting on my, like making my lights go off because these are such great books, Doc. Yeah. 
And uh, you're such a master at emotional uh, and psychosomatic uh, influences. I'm really proud of you there. And then we have one that's really relevant for today. This is a more recent book called The Invisible Rainbow. Mm. And this book is the history of the development of electricity in our culture and how it is affecting our health. And uh, mm. it has information in there that will send chills up your spine. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes you wonder if we're really doing what we should be doing when we're uh, so involved in a high-tech world. But just see how subtle some of these things can be. Look at this title, how your mattress could be activating your cancer. And that's from these coil springs that are in the old mattress style thing. So uh, mm. might want to look into some of those uh, subtle influences to uh, your health. And uh, anyway, I'll get off of that bandwagon. But, you know, when you see that other areas of our lifestyle and industries and all are beginning to have an awareness of what their products do to our bodies, uh, I think they're all beginning to try to modify. Uh, if they've got any conscience at all, they're looking at how to modify products so that they're not injurious to our health. And uh, I know there's some that are not that conscientious, but... Um, they just need to have a new awareness of what we're, where we're at in our culture. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I do believe like doc, when we talk about um, the use of like, we say certain types of like chemical or pharmaceuticals, and I'm not putting down the pharmaceutical companies. I'm saying that, you know, when you know that there's, there's a, a movement towards like you we can talk about this in just a bit about like electronic medicine in the sense that you can yeah. use frequencies and subtle frequencies, like you said, instead of trying to push in the system, you can influence the health and the well-being of an organ. If you could put the frequency of like, say a vitamin B into the system, instead of having to put um, a vitamin B straight into the mouth, or like if you have a chemical and you can measure the frequency off of it, why not distribute the, the frequency within the nervous system and through the vagus nerve so that the whole body hums at that frequency. And I, and one quick note, everybody out there is when doc is talking about information, remember we're all informational beings. And so one of the beauties about these books is that when we're giving off we're giving off tons of light and we're actually like our skin and our flesh and our bones all transmit light and sound and vibration. And I think that that movement doc to where you're starting to see different types of devices out there that are trying to measure the frequency and for, for heaven's sake. Now doc, don't they have like, they have things you can put on your wrist that show your iPhone, what your heart rate is. And they're like, I'm, and people think what we're doing is odd. I was like, wait, wait a minute. You have a device communicating with your phone, telling what your heart rate is. That's, yeah. That's electronic medicine coming up to power, right? I mean, it's just like it's right. it's in the way. Uh, most of it right now, though, is more of an investigational uh, effort, like you're saying, the device on your phone or on your wrist. Uh, that uh, I mean, I know the cardiologists that developed the system of putting their cell phone on their on their patient would put their cell phone on their arm, and then they can send an EKG to the cardiologist. You know, that's whoa. <laughs> That was something we couldn't even think of a few years back. But all of that is for receiving. See, now you can also reverse that process. You can put it into the body and actually change physiological activity in the body and, and actually restore health in a very amazing way. I'm doing it every day, and uh, there's hundreds of doctors around the country that are doing the same. They just, if they're like any of them, I know they're all got a full schedule, too. That's right. Because once people realize that you don't have to be invaded, you don't have to have an invasive investigation to understand what's going on inside, 
and that you can turn around the mechanism that's defective in the body so that it will heal itself, uh, it's almost like magic. They just can't hardly put their wrap their head around that. They can. And then yeah. whenever you talk about like a, an antenna, remember, Doc, you used to talk about mudras like hand molding in, in Chinese medicine. And um, like when people still do a yoga pose, they go, yeah. why is this yoga pose supposed to cause this organ to do? I'm like, because your structure and your alignment is like a TV antenna. Yeah. You, you can make certain frequencies bounce off your arms and legs in certain positions to create a certain tone in the body. A change in the antenna. That's right. And that's what we do when we do the hand modes. The thumb grounds the antenna at a certain point. You know, we're doing this, this, and this, and this, and it all looks like gibberish. But uh, it allows us to uh, get very precise in, in diagnosing what type of tissue. In fact, one of them I just got to mention, because yesterday I was dealing with a post-surgical case of uh, a young boy, 12 years old, and uh, I uh, was struggling to find the right frequency because I do have them. It's just I couldn't find it. But there is a difference between adhesions and scar tissue. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that that was such a possible you know, that was really significant, but, uh, in details, yes, it's that how, it's that's, uh, how, um, what should I say, uh, precise it has to be if you want to get the result. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful world to live in when we can uh, apply this system like that. And, uh, I don't know, at some point in time, somebody said I should, uh, remind you that, uh, September 24th, 25th is our first class of a series in Kansas city. Oh, so, Okay to mention. <laughs> okay to mention because people out there want to know this system need to know that it's going to be on the website. Yeah, September 24th, 25th because they go through all the modes like the modules, structure, and then they have another one's chemical and organ and stress and emotions. We tend to reserve this for people who have a, a um, professional level of knowledge in anatomy, physiology, and biochemistry because it's going to take you into that realm and uh, you want to be responsible for other people's lives and health. And uh, so it's important to have that knowledge up here so that as your indicators are shown to you that they have a certain virus or bacteria or uh, neurotransmitter defect, why you got to know what you're doing when you get those indications of deviant chemical status. So um, anyway, I know a, a lot of people would be interested in it, but you got to be qualified too. So mm -hmm. <laughs> just throwing that in. No, definitely. Yeah. I, I think. Um, and one more side note, Doc, when you were talking about the hand molding and people think it's unusual, I, I would say that um, for anybody out there, like if you think about how you could take a stethoscope and stick it up on the tissue of the body and get um, sound through the tissue of the body and you're actually amplifying the sound. The thing is like uh, the practitioner in one way can act as an amplifier that it truly is. It's like the signal and people ask like in Chinese medicine, Doc has uh, taken hundreds of hours of acupuncture and um, shown me that. I always thought it was very interesting when you have all these electrical currents running through the body known as meridians and docs like saying, okay, so we can check the different tissue. I always remind my patients, it's like, if you, when you touch somebody or if you hold a cell phone too long, or if you have a laptop on your skin, the thing is you build up a lot of voltage in the skin. You can take a voltmeter, you can measure the voltage on your skin. Some people are, have more voltage than others. And the cool thing is if you touch with your hand an area that is high voltage, you actually can transmit some of that signal through your body as an amp because it's like, well, you know, when you go to a massage therapist doc, we made that joke the other day. You said this person didn't even have it, but some don't, you go, how in the world did you find that spot? And you they go, why? It's because they felt it. Like they were drawn to that high voltage area because 
it transmitted through their skin. So in, in essence, our, as a practitioner, our skin texture changes, our, our system changes when we hit a point that's really built up or backed up on them. And I just think it's beautiful that you can read the body that way. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's not recent, but a long time ago, they did a condition, they did a practice called thyroscopy. And that was where they would palpate the spine and looking for deviations in the uh, osseous alignment. Uh, this was a, typically a chiropractic skill, but they learned that there was a drag sensation over certain areas of the spine. It was just like they had dry skin there. And yet they would slide real smoothly down along the rest of the spine, but they would have this spot where it would just like catch yeah. the fingertips as you would drag over. And through some research uh, actually performed by uh, NASA, there is this radiation that's emitting off of this tissue that is in distress right there. And it creates an electromagnetic drag, just like the magnets that we had on a previous show, how yes. they will grab each other a little bit because of that EMF uh, field that is developed there. So they turned that into just a curiosity into a diagnostic element. And uh, there again, we also found out that, um, I don't know if this is relevant here in this part, but not so much of it is neurological. You know, we're kind of bound into hardwiring the body into uh, neurological, which is a very important and complex study. But if you've got an open enough mind to think that, hmm, there is photon activity going on <laughs> that faster than a nerve, there are yep. reactions in the body that are just too fast to validate it as neurological activity. It, the nervous system is very fast, but it's slow compared to photons. And uh, we do things by reaction that we would never be able to measure uh, neurologically. So I oh, just That's amazing, Doc, because if people are getting more into that photon energy, they're like wondering, like, um, you know, in some ways, some people think it sounds uh, esoteric. And, and one thing that I thought was uh, that it, it can sound that way to certain people, you know, but when, when you think about how much um, vibrational sound comes off um, a person, but also material, like I'm saying, Doc, remember, um, you guys have to go this, we, we talk all things story. And one time, Doc's is down in Wichita and Wichita has huge amounts of like aircraft, um, like Boeing and like these huge um, airline, you know, they, they manufacture the, the, the planes. And I remember you were telling me that um, we can record and you can you can measure with certain instruments, like the frequency that comes off like a supplement. And you can take that, yeah. that frequency, stick it through a microcurrent, a microcurrent machine into the body to help get that frequency of the, the supplement to the body. And I was like, and I remember my naive questions, but I remember I was like, well, doc, um, what can they, can they do measure that? And he goes, oh yeah. I remember you were, you said, I, I used to talk to an engineer out in Boeing or something like that. And you said, they said they had a plate that they had an amp amplifier and they could send information from that plate, the frequencies. They said, oh, you could put a cheeseburger on it and we could send that, that signal from that plate through a big coil amp all the way to someplace, you know, across the country and says, and we can measure the frequency and tell you that you had beef and cheese on there because yeah. of the signal. And I was like, and I was like, what in the world? And it's like, do you think like, remember that? I remember that stuff. I was like, but think, we're, yeah. we're, you know, we're well, more complex than that, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm looking for an engineer to, to produce a particular kind of detective detector uh, like that Gauss meter that I demonstrated on a previous session with you. And uh, I, 
years ago, I was, as you're talking about this same incident, this same person, uh, I was interviewing this guy and, and he worked in what they call the black hole at Boeing, which is a total secret high security area. And, uh, so he was talking to me about some of the uh, sensors that they have. He says, so I was challenging him on, well, what can you do and what is available? And he said, well, we can tell you what they're having for breakfast in Russia. <laughs> that's, then that's, that's evolved into that cheeseburger. They could send the, the uh, frequencies of cheeseburger clear around the world so somebody else would know what a cheeseburger was electronically. Oh. I mean, and, and we're getting, when we talk about these people think, you know, these things exist and they say, yeah, they've existed for quite a long time. And, and when we get to, uh, um, whenever patients come in to see us, it's, it's, uh, amazing to me that the information, that's the thing It's like, for, for instance, doc, when people go, what, what, what is the point of frequency medicine? Like just detection, like with your device and being able to send a signal back. And I know you and I have seen this and people come to us and I think we're sometimes we're the last resort guys. Yeah. Go, hey, I've, I've been to everybody. I don't know what to do anymore. You're literally like my last person I'm going to. It'll come in and they're like, they're sick or something. And we're not saying we can, we do, Doc and I, we always say get blood tests, get saliva tests, get your analysis to verify these things. But I can't tell you the number of times where, you know, through scanning with frequency um, modes and just checking the acupuncture system and how we test, I'm like, oh, uh, like kids being carried in. I'm not kidding. I know you've had this too. Literally kids carried in. Some look gray and their doctor like, oh, we don't know. And then you find they have Babesia, par uh, Babesia parasites from Lyme. And we yeah. did it because doc created the antenna modes to help scan for that infection. So whenever they're like, what is it? You say like, oh, their spleen's totally off. Yeah, they have splenomegaly. They're, and all of a sudden you go, we don't know what's wrong with them. And then you go through all your, your kits and you try to go. And all of a sudden Babesia is like, oh my goodness. And, you, and it's all over their system. And then you go, and now the little guy's like, you know, he's 11 years old now walking around as happy as a lark, you know, just like just doing it. That's the beauty of it, right, Doc? It's like how do you identify oh. find problems, right? What, tell us about that, like your stories and stuff. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know how good of a storyteller I am. I, You know, so much of this goes on every day. Kind of hard to be. Isn't it hard uh, to keep it together? Like you see somebody, hard. you're like, man, I can't even narrow one every, down. Every day event. Yeah, let me give it some thought here. But um just tell us your mind. We don't have to have a story. We just like, I just love that you identify so many cool things. Yeah. Just some of the things I was, there was something that just passed my head and I, I'll cut, I'll get back to it. Maybe. I think one of the things that's made my personal practice so successful is that this will sound crazy to a lot of people, but I fix approximately 200 herniated discs a week and it is a piece of cake. <laughs> I just feel so bad for the people that are out there struggling with back pain or pain between their shoulders or a chronic neck. And we do a scan of them. We find that, geez, you got five or six herniated discs. Really? Yeah, it's associated with all these segmental areas of the spine. And then the neurological implications shows that there's muscle defects. And then now your knee has pain in it. And Oh, that heel pain you think is plantar fasciitis. Well, that's really a disc herniation in your low back. And oh, my gosh. And I'm always finding that people are addressing the point of pain instead of the point of origin. And uh, our good mentor, uh, Dr. George Goodhart, had a funny little quip. He says, where it is, it ain't. Right. Where it is. <laughs> so meaning, hey, don't just stop where the pain is and try to suppress that. You need to follow the causal chain, which our system does for us. 
It takes us step by step. You can go either step by step, like from hand pain to a shoulder that's got a problem to a neck problem. The neck problem says, well, hey, yeah, I've got a problem. It's not my fault. It's coming from my pelvic tilt. And that is, and it says, well, hey, you know, there's a ligament in your foot that's keeping the muscles turned off in my hip. And I know that just sounds too absurd, but you may have to fix the foot to fix a hand. <laughs> it is not absurd. It just goes on and on like that. And that is where you get more definitive results. I mean, the kind of results that have duration to it. Instead of traipsing back to your doctor every week, you know, it might be that you'll get a, a review of your condition uh, monthly or every quarter of a year instead of having to seek help every week. So there's big advantages in, in that in itself, especially at the cost of care these days. Um, no one can give away their services nowadays. Everything's going up, and we know our patients are also suffering from additional costs in their family and uh, in every way. We don't have to talk about gasoline, but <laughs> we would get upset there. But these are that are important in how to develop durability in the body. All the good things that you have talked about all the time about your nutrition, about your exercise, and about how to take care of your mind and your emotional status and uh, avoiding toxic situations, whether it's at work or in relationships. And then now we're talking about toxicity from your environment, from our electronics everywhere, all of these little disturbances that just are so subtle that we don't really give them the credit for their influence in our life. And uh, it's just, if you're listening today and developing a new awareness that your environment around you is tweaking your system either for bad or for better. And uh, that is just a big part of it is having awareness. We've got people that are going around slamming their body through life, walking into things and not realizing that when they bump their hip into that desk, corner of that desk, that was a permanent injury. And it's going to end during the next hip replacement case. Just give them 15 years and they're going to be on the table getting a new hip. And mm -hmm. these subtleties that um, we just take them for granted that, oh, well, I just got a bruise. No big deal. No, it's a big deal. You bent the fibers. The fibers are now unable to perform and uh, the muscle can't track the hip just right, and the hip is not tracking right, and you take an x-ray five years later, and they can say, well, you got a mild case of uh, irritation or arthritic changes, arthrosis would be the word, and, but it's no big deal. And then 10 years later, you're on the table getting a new hip. So that's kind of how it happens. It's those little things in life that we got to learn to tune into and uh, have a greater sensitivity to our environment. Oh, I, I agree, Doc. When you say like your hand can be fixed by your foot, I think people out there want root causes or causative agents. And I think that when we talked about overtones, like when there's a carrier signal, like you said, sent across in a radio wave, a carrier yeah. signal, it means carries overtones, small, minute overtones or frequencies on a main one. And what Doc's saying is like, if you went through the hand, you can always trace it back and find it, but you want to get to the end point of that, those specific overtones and try to like clear out the minutiae and like, okay, well, the hand's really coming from the foot. And um, I think that the beauty of like going and finding a, an endpoint to resolve, like I, I know we go through story time, but doc, but you, this is the beauty of it. Like, you just reminded me. So um, when you said like the hip getting replaced, 
And I had a patient that come in and she's like, uh, but my low back on the right SI joint, the right low back is going numb. And um, I found a gallbladder on her and I was like, well, that's turning off the IT band because the gallbladder channel goes down the right side. But two, she said, oh, it's much better. I'm, my, it's doing well. But when I pressed in, I got a distress signal on that right SI joint. She had a cat one, a category one pelvic rotation. So, all right. Whole thing was, was that the minute small signals that came off, I was going through my hand molding. I couldn't find anything off the, you know, the, the category one. I was going to, I was like, there's got to be a priority. And it came up to your hand with a periosteum. And I went, oh, I missed that. Went down to her leg on her shin bone. I said, did you ever, periosteum guys, as a covering of bone and periosteum can get damaged with a bone bruise or get broken. I said, did you ever break this leg? And she just looked and goes, I did break my leg when I was 17 years old in a car wreck. Her shin bone went up and broke it. And she goes, I always had problem with that hip and I had to get my hip replaced. And doc, she's only like mid to late forties. And she was like, yeah. I knew. And so I worked on that periosteum, realigned it, got that ankle back into place. And she came back next and she goes, it's 95% better. It is crazy how much information yeah. your body carries that long from like, oh, I just bumped my hip into the counter time. Like, and then you think about like, oh, like you said, the electronic influence or um, you know, like I got Lyme disease. It's, you know, it's not a big deal or whatever. Like it's, it's going to be, I'm like, no, those small signals start to turn into bigger ones later. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned it. And if you don't mind for me to follow up on that same, yeah, band, it's not, um, a bigger story or anything like that, but this was when I was very young in this work and, um, I had a phenomenon similar to what you stated there where a young boy came in and in the gym, they had leaned a, the backstop of a basketball goal up against the wall, and it fell over and it hit him in the side of the leg. And he was brought into my office, and uh, there was a lot of swelling and bruising. And uh, as I was checking him out, I was going to put his ankle in place, and uh, it had a little caution go off in my head, and I checked it for the periosteum. And sure enough, I got this signal. And I sent this young boy to a uh, medical office just nearby to do the x-rays. And they x-rayed it and they called me and said, everything's okay. And he came back in my office and he got on the table and I was about to reset this ankle. And uh, I don't know, I retested it and it was just such a hot signal for periosteum. And so I sent him back over there and I called them and I said, would you put the gloves on and bend his ankle in, turn it in a little bit and then re-x-ray it, they called me back in two minutes. Oh my gosh, it was such a perfect fit that it really didn't show on x-ray. Yeah. But the periosteum indicator was high. And it's like this when they bent his ankle. And uh, so little things like that is like, oh my God, this is such an amazing system. And I, you just can't help but start understanding that, hey, this system has got it. Then we turned right around and used a uh, microcurrent machine on this uh, boy every day and in two weeks well before about 10 days uh, the cast on his leg was just flopping around and it was so loose and they said well we're going to go in and get a, a new cast put on tomorrow and I said oh really so uh, I ran a scan and there was no periosteum indicator mm -hmm. so I thought hmm I want you to have your doctor uh, x-ray your leg before he puts a new cast on and uh, if there's going to be a charge for it i'll pay for it because i want to see what the status is right now they went in it had a perfect union and they didn't have to put a cast on 
that was two weeks after the break and uh, just from using microcurrent every day and that's all told about in these books here <laughs> yes that, this is what crosstalks is all about he was able to replace limbs and other unbelievable body parts by having the right frequency and the right amplitude and very subtle influences to generate i don't know whether it was telomeres or just other cellular activity i don't recall now in the book but the whole purpose was that it would regenerate or trigger a regeneration of tissue. And um, that makes me go to another topic, though, when we talk about cancer, how cancer is such a uh, aggressive, aggressive uh, use of energy in the body. And a lot of our thinking has always been to uh, boost the immune system to fight cancer. But cancer's got that edge on it to where it can steal energy that we apply to help the immune system. And there is mechanisms out there now that just suppresses energy in the body so mm -hmm. that cancer cells starve. And uh, I think that's another direction that we ought to be looking at too as we look at future health. Instead of trying to beat the cancer with more volume and more intensity is to pull the energy away in the body so that those cells cannot operate or regenerate. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, I, I love it, Doc, that it's like when we talk about, like you say, the, the energetic portion about tissue and how if you can encourage strength of the tissue, like the mitochondria, because you see it with infrared, but also microcurrent. Um, I, I remember when you say encourage the strength, but also take the energy away. And I remember when they were talking about frequency medicine, I had one of my one of my first patients uh, when I first started, though, but I've had a few that were musicians because I'm in Nashville. And some of them don't think it's odd at all because I would tell them about like when I put a microcurrent on there to, to like help alleviate some of the symptomatology, some of the inflammation I think that could be, you know, dealt with from their strep infection. And um, he was go, they would, I would tell him, it's like, it's like inverse waves. You're putting currents in there to create the inverse of, of a wave. And it's like a crest and a trough. And if you put them together, he goes, oh, it's like, uh, he goes, it's out of phase in music. You create a huge crest yeah. and you create the same thing that's low. It's an out of phase wave. And what we'll do, it'll cancel the signal. We go, I just want to make sure like, you know, cause it's getting close to it. Cause we're doing our Monday times, you know, I know we've got Labor Day coming. We'll skip that time. But um, I know people are going to read those books and I know people are going to like want to research frequency medicine because it's a, you know, it's a less invasive way to help the body and clean up a lot of stuff. And, and, and in case you do have to do something invasive, at least you clear a lot of the crud off the top with some of the things that you can do with frequency medicine. And, yeah. you know, if you're out there, we want to know, like, you can, we can find Dr. Dowdy on Instagram, right? Doc at Dr. Dowdy, it's spelled out. It's all done. I, I know, yeah. Okay. I haven't been using it that much. I'm so sorry to say, but uh, maybe you're, in, you're uh, going to excite a new interest there. So, uh, but uh, this has been really fun. I've enjoyed it. And you're such a master at it. I don't know. Did you need to review these books for people if they want to capture those so they, again? Yeah, they'll yeah. be like, okay, they'll be like, if you can, can you go like, like one through, we can, we can tell them people because we can actually have people like go on there on the podcast and it's like, and show them pictures and such, but you can go through them one more time if you wouldn't mind, Doc, and just telling people because these are some of the best research. Okay. Well, they're not quite in the sequence in which they were published, but one of them was this virtual medicine. And this is a great book of uh, the history and various types of um, uh, application of electro medicine. And uh, then we have Vibrational Medicine by Dr. Gerber. This is a great text on the healing paradigms. And then we have Cross Currents. Now, this was great experimenting done with animals as to how to regenerate tissues in their bodies. And that was all documented. 
And then we had Energy Medicine by Oshman, uh, another really fine uh, example of uh, frequency medicine. And, uh, and then we got down to the one that we mentioned, the Molecules of Emotion. This is really amazing. I, I, who would think that something that we think is ethereal has a, a biochemical uh, evidence to it? And uh, that emotions are actually a chemistry in the body that we're uh, activating to uh, modify emotional status. And then, of course, the more recent one, the uh, Invisible Rainbow, which is giving a history of electricity in our society and our culture and how it has affected the health community at large. So, um, yeah, great places to go for a little update on what's going on in, in uh, this arena of frequency medicine. It's so great, Doc. I'm so thankful that we've got to talk today and it's going to be more conversations and uh, about this. And I know you're a busy man and uh, you know that I'm just so grateful for you. And um, uh, thanks for joining us. And guys, remember, he's at cpkusa.com. And for you professionals, healthcare professionals out there that uh, have the certifications to qualify to go to, check out uh, the, the upcoming seminar series. It's going to be in Kansas City. Um, such great informa information. Uh, Doc, like always, uh, love you so much. And thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. Love you too, man. And thank you for the invite. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye.